Jody King makes up one half of the band Love and the Outcome. Her and her husband, Chris, are originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba, now live in Nashville, Tennessee. But just as of today, Jody King has a new title to add to her repertoire, and that is a published author. She came out with the book You Got This, which is a devotional, and it's also a song that Love and the Outcome put out in January. That's right. Yeah, it all kind of came together in one big dream that unfolded step by step. You know, Um, we were in a writing session when my second, Ziggy, I think he was probably about six weeks old, and I was just trying to do all the things. I was trying to write songs and go on tour and there's my babies, and I just, you know, it was kind of the first time in my life I couldn't really muster the strength to do it on my own. And I had, I thought I was depending on God all the time, and I was, but it was a real shift for me to literally hit the end of myself and go, I don't know how to do this, you know? And I literally, on the drive to the writing session, that's, I'd spilled coffee all over myself. I was just a hot mess, and I just kind of yelled out. I was like, God, you got this? Because I don't. I don't know how to do this. And Chris was like, that's it. That's your song. Write it down. So we wrote that down, and that's the exact song we wrote, just an honest confession of sort of a redefining of what um, it means to follow the Lord, and that imperfection is, is great. It's welcomed. And so anyway, it was really a pivotal shift for me, and that whole tour really was so much fun because I didn't put as much pressure on myself. You know, some days I had red lipstick, some days I performed in what I slept in the night before, and I just let people into where I was really at and let them see where my strength comes from. That's beautiful and so inspiring. Um, I was going to ask how you do it all as a mom, and that is basically (laughs) the answer right there. That is. And you know what? There's some days that the to-do list gets done, and then there's uh, lately, especially, just a realization that if Holy Spirit hasn't initiated it, maybe I don't need to waste my time on it. And that's really simplified things for me to just go, I am putting this pressure on myself. You know, stress is not something that God does. He doesn't shame us. He doesn't guilt us. Those are not things from Him. That's me. And so to just get a hold of that and give myself the permission to tune in with the Father right away first thing and let him literally reorder my steps. I think sometimes we think of that verse as like a, a life thing, you know, big decision. But it's everyday decisions. It's the everyday moments. That is so beautiful and speaking directly to me, and I'm sure it's going <laughs> to speak to many others. <laughs> That's beautiful. Mm. Uh, what was w- written first, the song or the book? The song was written first because the book was really a collection of journals at first. It was just truths and revelations, um, really reading scripture like it was new to me. Verses I'd read so many times, but I didn't realize the power that comes when you apply a promise to your situation. When you don't just read a scripture verse on a page, but you literally take it and go, okay, I'm feeling let down. I'm feeling heavy-hearted. But this verse that I just read this morning, the truth is that there's joy found in His presence. And I can have peace that passes understanding. I'm going to take that promise, and I'm going to apply it to my situation and watch my day change, and it really would change. Not necessarily my situation, but my perspective. My perspective shifted. And so as I started journaling that stuff down, I went, I cannot be the only woman in the world or man or person, human being, who feels 
overwhelmed and wants to be intimate and know the Father closer, but doesn't have 10 hours a day to Bible study like I did when I was single, you know. And so this is a page-a-day devotional, just really a short little pivot point to go, I'm going to start here. I'm going to start here. So I took all those journal entries and, and fleshed them out over two years and turned into a devotional book. Beautiful. How many uh, days is it? It's 40 days. Nice. Yeah. That is a beautiful biblical number. I love it. That's true. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that at first. Isn't that funny? But someone <laughs> said that to me too. They're like, oh, great. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it's a, it's a great amount of time. It's over that month. You know, it, it allows you to shift your focus, I think, in that habit forming time. So that's yeah, beautiful. Right. It's not just like a quick thing. It, it gives you enough time to make it a habit. You're right. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to buy a copy. That's for sure. Um, Aw, I can send you one. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, if you don't mind me pivoting a little bit for a moment, yeah. uh, especially because here we are in Winnipeg. Um, did both you and Chris grow up here? We did. We were both born and raised in Winnipeg. Proud to be my brother. In fact, um, I'm not sure if you've been to his coffee shops, but he runs Tom Bargain Coffee and Tea. Those are his shops, and um, so we are just a Winnipeg family, both Chris and I, and we miss it so, so much. Not the winter, not touring in our Jetta uh, on the Canadian highways. I don't miss that. <laughs> I will never miss that, but I I just am so proud um, of where I'm from, and I love living in Nashville, where I am here. It's really allowed our dreams to be realized um, in, a, in a way that I didn't think was possible, Um so it's a blessing and it's timely to be here, but we are Canadians through and through. Hmm. Do you have any specific fond memories of Winnipeg that come to mind? Oh, man, so many. Chris and I were two separate bands for a very long time. We've only been loving the outcome together as a band since we've been in Nashville, so about seven years. And previous to that, I led worship part-time at my church and we would play shows or gigs so to speak, on the weekends, and basically toured for a good, man, six years leading worship across the country together. So, man, we played almost every church and every bar in Winnipeg. <laughs> right on. Yes. So all of those good memories. <laughs> so many good memories. And when that's where your family is, which for both of us, um, I mean, I've had a few siblings, we both have move away, but you know, grandparents, family gatherings, Thanksgiving, just it's so rich with memories. And so we look forward to every summer we come back and we have a beach house on Lake Winnipeg. My family does. So we take a month and just chill there. We did not get to do that this last year, which was heartbreaking, but we'll do it again, hopefully next year. That's a great reconnection, I'm sure. Um, Yes, big time. Speaking of moving to Nashville, first of all, congrats on all of that. Just simply amazing. But uh, how was that transition moving from Winnipeg to Nashville? It was a step in the process. So it didn't actually seem quite as overwhelming as I would have thought because we had sold everything we owned in Winnipeg, put all of that money into my first album and lived pretty much out of our car, staying with friends and family across Canada for about two years, just believing that we'd heard God's voice say, you know, these songs aren't just for you. I want to use your songs, your voice to communicate freedom, um, not just being saved, but set free to people all across the country. And so we'd been doing that for a while. So I think our family was sort of wondering when we would land somewhere. And lo and behold, we opened a tour 
for the Newsboys in Canada. And Michael Tate, who had just joined the Newsboys, said, hey, you need to go to Nashville and you need to play for some labels. I think there's something here. So we're like, okay, we don't live anywhere anyway. Let's do it. (laughs) So we went down to Nashville and after touring for a long time, feeling like there wasn't a lot happening in terms of, you know, money, in terms of the kingdom, that was the only thing keeping us going. Like we knew there was fruit coming from that. But in terms of like feeling successful in sort of human terms, we definitely did not feel that. So going to Nashville, signing a record deal, transitioning here really was so beyond our wildest dreams. It was a bigger, a bigger thing than we ever thought was possible. And it was a huge shift because we spent the next two years playing about 200 shows a year and um, being sort of told what to do, where to go, what to play. Um, We wrote our songs, but we were pretty much just trying to keep up with a career that we dreamed of, but was way more than we bargained for. So we just took some deep breaths and tried to stay connected to the Lord and to each other and just went for it, Um, just building our career one step at a time. Wow. You talked about, you know, getting to that point of, you are singing full-time, you have two kids, you have a husband, and it was only at that point that you kind of said, okay, God, I don't have this. But from (laughs) what you've just told me, you have gone through the fire, you have taken the biggest leaps, and sounds Mm -hmm. like relied on God way before that moment. So You're right. Maybe it's just that it takes on different, like different moments cause different overwhelm, and you're right. I I definitely had felt over my head several times. Maybe it's seeing these two little humans in tow and being like, you know, I believed the lie for a second that, you know, what are you doing to your kids? Dragging them around the country in a tour bus. You know, some people like to um, say things and your mind likes to believe these things until I really stopped and went, no, I'm not going to partner with that lie because I am not dragging my kids around the country. I've been called to this. And God will equip me for it. It doesn't mean there's not bumps in the road, but whose life doesn't have hard moments? That doesn't mean this is a fail. That doesn't mean I'm a bad mom. It just means that I'm doing this my way, the way that God's called me to do it. And so I think it was really coming to that point to let go of doing things to please others and to fit a mold and going, and I'm sure every mom listening can relate and every woman can relate. So as females, we feel this pressure, maybe more so than men, to just serve, 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 and fit in, fit in, fit in, and we're so hard on ourselves. And that's not really in the Bible. You know, we're called to to serve from a place of knowing who God is and knowing who we are. And that's different. That's being obedient. So I really had to pull those things apart. That is so beautiful. Oh, I am getting the chills over here. Thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so glad. I mean, Sharing our stories is so powerful, and we're always dealing with new new things, new ways that God's growing us, and it's really fun to be able to share some of it with you. Absolutely. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what is it like working creatively with your husband? <laughs> well, the only time we fight is about working out or writing songs. Those are the <laughs> only times. Uh, pretty much other than that, it's, it's fairly smooth sailing, but you know, it's funny. We've had to figure out, okay, am I talking to Chris, my husband right now? Or am I talking to Chris, my bandmate? Am I talking to Chris, my creative partner or Chris, my business partner? Because those hats are so different and the way we communicate is so different. So we did not figure that out overnight. (laughs) That took a while. 
And we're still very much trying to figure that out. But we've got a bit more of a grip on it after being married for 16 years. But it, it has its moments where I really can't get offended, right? If he's like, oh, babe, I really like that melody more. Or I really thought that was stronger. That lyric was stronger. I used to get offended, you know, in our first couple years of marriage. Like, whatever, this is great. And now I'm just <laughs> like, okay, like you're my bandmate right now for this song to be the best it can be. We need to be able to listen. So, yeah, learning as we go for sure. That is beautiful. I think it takes, yeah, it, it definitely takes a humility to not only live with your your partner, obviously there's great times and, and hard times, but then, yeah, you add that creative um, role to be able to say, okay, we're wearing different hats now. That's amazing. It's been a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Instagram and Facebook, it's usually the highlight reel. And that's fine because, I mean, we don't usually go to our phones when we're bawling our eyes out, right? <laughs> we go to the Lord and that's fine. So, you know, it is a bit of a highlight reel, but there's always so much more behind the scenes. And I try so hard to be as honest and transparent as I can be on our socials because the last thing I want is for people to see some sort of perfection that's not true, some unattainable life. It really is more meant to be like, oh, wow, cool. They do it that way. Maybe I can do it like this. Way more of an inspiration than an expectation. Simply beautiful. You are an inspiration. Um, oh, right back at you. Well, thank you. Uh, your album, aptly named, uh, I think you got this, is coming <laughs> yes. out later this year? So we released it in two parts. So oh. the first half, um, so I guess the first EP of the two EPs was out a couple months ago, and we're kind of just releasing singles from it. So we just released You Got This as the first single, and then Moving On, which is also on that first You Got This EP just went to radio probably about a month ago. That's beautiful. Wonderful. Well, yeah, I enjoy the music. I know our listeners do. And as a fellow Winnipegger, you know, we're, we're definitely cheering you guys on. Oh, that, that really means so much. And I feel that through the wonderful world we live in where you can send someone a message through Facebook or you can DM someone on Instagram. I get so many Canadians, so many Winnipeggers reaching out, and that really means so much because we wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for you guys. Thank you so much. This is a very exciting day for you. Congrats, published author. Thank you so much.